It's the More Sports Now podcast. We're covering both sides of the Hudson. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan in our Jersey studios. And on the line, our own John McAlevey. Today we'll chat about the big game. And of course, a few words about the Porzingis trade. So guys, I mean, a clean sweep from us. We all believed that New England would win this game. And sure enough, that happened. I mean, the surprise for me is that they did. The Rams defense did, in fact, get Tom Brady off his game. But Jared Goff could do nothing. Their offense could do nothing. I mean, this ended up being a defensive battle. And the bottom line is Brady led a drive late in the game when needed. And uh, they pull away. 13-3, lowest scoring Super Bowl ever, right? And uh, surprising. A lot of people thought it would be a uh, a high-scoring game. And uh, 13-3, that's the biggest surprise, I think. For me, no question. I thought there'd be more points. My prediction was it would go overtime and the Pats would win uh, 30-24. to But it was old-school New England football or New England playing old-school football. And it was smash-mouth on both sides. Mm-hmm. I get it. There were no points scored, relatively few, and it was a punt-a-thon. And so, yes, it was kind of boring. Within that context, though, It was a hell of a defensive struggle. Now, people Mm -hmm. don't like defense. They'd rather go up and down and see a lot of points scored. That makes it for an exciting game. And it was not an exciting game. But you do have to take your cap off to those defensive players. They were terrific on both sides of the ball. Los Angeles just was a little tired at the end. Tony Romo pointed that out. They had been on the field so much, uh, particularly in the first half, uh, that when they needed to make a stop, they could not. And so New England wins, and the greatest of all time keeps on ticking. Mm -hmm. Keeps on ticking. I'll agree with you guys and say um, that we all thought big scores. I mean, even the guys on the set that were making the predictions, they were all predicting big scores. I think mine was uh, 31-28. We all had the pats correct, but nobody saw a defensive struggle coming. And and for – for the most part, you know, the first half, you know, was a snooze fest. Here's how the festivities went on all the possessions in the first half, because I, I went back and looked at this. Interception followed by a punt, missed field goal, punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 turnover on downs, punt, and then halftime. I mean, there were there were no real exciting plays. No. And one other thing that stuck out to me in a, in a season that was just almost defined by let's go to the booth for an instant replay and take a half an hour to see whether a guy's toe touched out of bounds or if the ball hit the, hit the turf. We didn't have one of those last night, which was amazing. There were very few penalties. So that was pretty much my takeaway. And in the end, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to take the champion's belt, you got to knock them out, and they, they weren't able to do that. Well, I think what we also saw, Johnny and Steve, I don't know how you see it, but we saw a young coach with, deer uh in the headlight look you know um i think so mcveigh got out coached thoroughly Mm -hmm. uh there was no fairness it's belichick and again look nothing you can't figure out anything offensively one pass yeah how about slide the guy out to the right and throw a ball you know finally guys here's the thing here's the thing new england patriots defense yeah some some players yeah but come on not not the steel curtain Right. Well, they were last night. Yeah, but they, seemed they, to be. You know what? Belichick is great at scheming. He's the best. Mm-hmm. So he took what he had and clearly made it work. But how about something else? Finally, I mean, Romo was talking about it. Like, you have to get out of your scheme at some point. And then the Rams started to, and it led to a field goal, and they moved the ball a little bit. 
Why did it take so long? What were you doing there? There were, there were no adjustments. They were yeah. content to sit there and say, okay, it's not working, but it'll eventually work. And the Patriots are like, bring it. It ain't going to work. We got every option covered. And you can't pass the ball. You can't run the ball. You're dead. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no adjustment made. Yeah. Not even an attempt, we, at least in my eyes. Can we talk about the elephant in the room here, Steve? Go ahead. You know, do you know what that is? Uh, Todd Gurley? No, the elephant in the room were the Rutgers kids who made some of the biggest plays <laughs> of the game. Absolutely, the McCourty twins. And then Harmon came in for uh, Chung and played That's really well. I mean. Absolutely. The biggest Listen, play in the game. They, both, they both blitzed um, Goff on that last play, which yeah. turned into the Gilmore touchdown. Love, they made huge plays. Love that. Love the, uh, the, the McCourty twins story, man. It's, it's, well, the it's one great. play made yeah. in the end zone was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Goff just put a little too much air under the ball. Otherwise, yeah. uh, Crooks has a touchdown, yeah. and it's that an entirely different yeah. game. I mean, it was. It was to, just wasn't enough zip. And maybe he didn't get it out early enough. And so it's not only McVay who had that deer-in-the-headlight look. Yeah. Uh, Goff had it, too, because bit. nothing was going right. And, and and the ball wasn't coming out fast enough, and he couldn't make his reads quick enough, and he stuck with the read too long. And he did like have that. a drop in the end zone. Who, who dropped the ball in the end zone? Was it Woods? There was a drop. Goff laid it out there, and it was dropped uh, toward the end. Yeah, was, yeah. Um yeah, but it was, there, there was a drop there. So he did, you know, he did try to make a couple plays late. Goff did. But I mean, I and I said that I, I just thought that, you know, listen, Brady has, OK, nine Super Bowls. He has six rings. He lost three. The two he lost. And, you, you'll, you know, you know this well, John, is the Giants just, you know, the, the rush that, uh, you know, they just harassed him the entire game and he was completely off his game. And then the other loss was Bottom line was Nick Foles trumping him, which was a, I thought was an unbelievable story last year in that Super Bowl because Brady played great too. It was just Foles was yeah. just that much better, and uh, and so you know and, and it was working for the Rams early. They were getting that in, in, that interior pressure of the line with Sue and and Donald, and it was bothering uh, Tom Brady. But the offense could do nothing. Not to me, yeah. that was the big. I mean, that that clearly was the big issue yeah. I, again. Congratulations to New England and the way they schemed that game. And I don't know what the heck L.A. was doing. Yeah, and, Zero and speaking of adjustments, zero. Yeah. When we were talking about the, the elephant. biggest game they may ever play, there's no guarantee McVay will get back there. No guarantee Goff will get back there. The biggest game, they just sat there and kept saying, well, this is going to work. Yep, it's going to work. Yep. They couldn't figure anything out. They never got New England's defense off their game at all until the end yeah. when they made a couple of plays. And then you saw what happened. They were able to move. They were able to then run and pass, run and pass. It was, it was, a, it was a terrible performance by the Rams, and, but great performance by New England. And back to the um, the mentioning Gurley. I'm sorry I missed your Rutgers thing there, uh, Johnny. But uh, uh, he that something's up there. We were talking earlier. I mean, something's up with that knee. He's not limping or anything. He said he was fine afterwards. But this guy was a star for them. They couldn't do anything yesterday. And so, what you know, what's going on there? You know, I, I heard um, they had the sideline reporters were talking, and, sh and they said that, you know, last week he, he didn't play, or two weeks ago, he really didn't get a lot. C.J. Anderson was the bell cower. And they said he didn't, he didn't have that look in his eye. Now, that's telling me that maybe this guy is not all there right now in, in the big moments. And again, they reiterated it's not a knee issue. 
and he's not playing as much as he should. This guy was devastating for most of the season. Yeah, it makes no sense. He was on his way to maybe being MVP in the league, and now he can't get touches on the field for C.J. Anderson, who was cut by three separate teams this year. Something is going on there because yeah. they, they, again, said it's not the need. So that will that will be something to keep an eye on in the offseason, absolutely. Oh, I think that news will come out in the, in the next week or two. We'll find out what it really is. Uh, and, yeah, he – his body language was terrible. There's something wrong. Who knows what it is? We'll mm-hmm. find out. Um, and, and you know, it's it's funny. Everyone's saying knee, 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 and he's saying it's not the knee, and it might not be. Mm-hmm. could be his hip. could mm-hmm. be his shoulder. Yeah. could be his back. Sure. could sure. be his neck. could be but he you suffered can't concussion-like tell. Sy- symptoms. Yeah, but you can't tell by watching him. You know, he, he you know he's not limping or anything. You're not picking That's anything right. up. He yeah. might be honest when he said it's uh, not the knee. Uh, Say, guys, the knee's fine. Right. We believe yeah. it because somebody reports it. That's the problem. We are led like lemmings to the sea by what the media reports. And we're part of the media. And I am, too. I mean, I, I'm guilty of the same thing covering the devils. My opinion, based on whispers, what I see, it's got to be this. If you don't know, it is just a guess. But suddenly, it takes on life of its own. Must be his knee, his knee, his knee, his knee, his knee. Eh, may not not be his knee. And everybody parrots it, right? Exactly. And it suddenly becomes the narrative when, as you said, Steve, you didn't see him limping. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not his knee, but they're not going to tell you. But we'll find out. It'll come out. Let me ask you guys another thing. We talk about how uh, Belichick is, is unbelievable at putting his schemes together. And, but, I mean, this guy is all-knowing, and he's all-everything with that, with that franchise, from, from scouting and, and coaching and scheming to also picking the players. And, you know, they're in the Super Bowl pretty much every year, and yet at the end of the first round, he's able to draft Sony Michelle, who took over the playoffs and scored like five or six touchdowns in the last couple of weeks. I mean, this guy's picked at the end of the first round. Everybody missed on him, and the guy's a star, and he will be for them for many years. Yeah, I mean, they never have a high pick, and they just keep cranking it out. And we know why. I mean, come on, it's it's the it's the Belichick Brady thing. I mean, but oh, but it's a yeah, huge part you know, of it. It's a but huge part of it. But he does get players, and he does use them. And, and how, he, but here's what happens too: everybody buys in, and that's a trite phrase. Did you buy in? Did you buy in? Look, they win there. They're ultra competitive there. They know what it takes. So you come in there, they bring the best in. Like if you're if you're a coach there, if you're the assistant to the associate of the secondary coach, but you've bought in because you want to win. These guys all want to win. So you they get the brightest minds who are completely dedicated to their craft. And the result speaks for itself. They're highly no comp- intended, right? Yeah, they're they're yeah. high. They're highly yeah, right. They're highly compensated, and so that's what happens. Um, and and Belichick's uh, Belichick's genius and his coach's genius is they put players in position to succeed. And they find guys like Julian Edelman. I mean, look at him last night. I mean, they couldn't guard him. You know, yeah. and he was really yeah. the only one open. It was yeah. the only option for Brady, and they figured it out. You know, in a tight game, they figured it out. Different stars for different games at different times. So yes, Brady is uh, the engineer uh, at the and, at the helm of the train, and and Belichick's there fueling the engine. But the fact of the matter is, they've got some really good players elsewhere, and they all yeah. come to perform. Like and, I can only imagine what their practices are like. Like I can tell you this from personal uh, uh, experience: the Devils championship teams, when they had the core of Scott Stevens, Marty Brodeur. Scott Niedermeyer, 
uh, Ken Danico, uh, and then Sergey Breland. Those guys won three cups. But then they threw in guys who won two. You better have bought in. Mm-hmm. Their practices were tough. They didn't just yeah. throw the sticks out there. Scott Stevens, now, it wasn't like a game, but Scott Stevens, if you got a little frisky, he jammed you in the corner, and it was just practice. He didn't give yeah. he didn't give a darn mm-hmm. that you were a teammate. Now, he wasn't going to really unload on you. But Bobby Holik would slash you just for the sake of slashing you because you ticked him off or because you beat him on a play. And he'd slash you in the ankles, and that ticked you off against Bobby Holy. Like the so the tense practices, you know, make great teams. Well, competition mm-hmm. and the desire to be the best, and it, every athlete wants to win. Some want to win more than others, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are guys who are just getting by uh, on skill, but nobody gets to the National Football League without being not only skilled but competitive. You're mm-hmm. against the yeah. best in the world. And now you're on the team that year in and year out is among the best. And so the intensity is always there. These guys want to win everything. Julian Edelman is betting Tom Brady as to which, you know, whether there's uh, two raindrops on a window pane outside their practice facility and like, hey, the one on the right's going to get down there first to the bottom. Okay, yeah. 50 bucks. Like they yeah. compete on everything. Mm-hmm. They bet on, look. They have Masters pools. They have World Series pools. They have all sorts of – they just are competitive. Who's going to arrive first? Who's going to arrive last at practice? Who's going to make the first mistake? It's unbelievable how competitive they are. And where's Cespedes in all this? (laughs) What's that? I was just joking with Matt. Just a little Matt's quip there. Yeah, and then I think that... Well, there's a culture of winning there. Look, you think that Lou Lamorello, it's just by happenstance that the New York Islanders are winning this year with essentially the same guys they had last year? No. Now, Barry Trotz is playing a huge part in that as the coach, but Lou Lamorello brings with him a sense of what's important. Mm -hmm. I've said all along, it starts at the top. Ownership there finally realized they had to get somebody in there to run the show who meant it. It wasn't fun. Athletics can be so much fun. You travel Mm -hmm. by charter, you stay in five-star hotels, and you're paid a hell of a lot of money. Hello. Sign me up. But in the end, you want to win. And if that's not important, you have the Cespedes of the world. You have the Mets of the world. But if you want to win and you bring the right culture in, and now you support it with players, obviously – you get the New England Patriots. And you get the devils you know, of that era where they were the and best. Speaking of winning, let's talk about Brady now. Six rings. I mean, he's he's working on his uh, left hand now. So he's, uh, you know, so uh, just an incredible career. It's never going to happen again. Oh, I don't and know. Guy, why should it not happen guy. again? I well, mean, as long as they play the game, why shouldn't it happen again? Now, it's an incredible feat, but mm, why can't it happen again? Why can't there be a program dedicated to greatness like the Patriots are? It may not be in our lifetime. So real quick onto the commercials and the, the theme seemed to be AI and robots and stuff this year. Um, you know, I mean, I really nothing's really stood out to me commercial wise this year. Do you guys uh, like hundred NFL hundred was great. Oh, with them, yeah, uh, with all the cool. with all the stars running around with the football. And yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, you know, trying to figure out who they were, and Lord knows, even rewinding it, I couldn't figure everybody out. I I hope that somebody comes out with a list, Uh, but it was great to see them. Um, You know, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, there were a ton of those guys. Oh, yeah, God. 
The younger yeah. guys, like uh, I actually had a little more difficult recognizing than some of the older players because those Hall of Famers, you you kind of see them a little more often in an you odd sort of you way. You know, what was interesting is that they finished it off with Saquon Barkley running the football yeah. out of the out of the reception, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, you it know, was. One, I liked I liked one. Uh, Verizon had a terrific one on uh, first responders, and they had oh, yeah, yeah. Anthony Lynn mm-hmm. was the uh, the Chargers head coach. I thought that was really well done. Um, yeah. And, and they brought out the folks that helped him when he was in his accident. I also liked um, they had one, and I'm not a, you know, um, it was one for Alexa. I don't have that product in my house. But, that was pretty funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they had um, – uh, Harrison Ford with the dog kept ordering yeah, It was very uh, funny. I'm not paying for it. Barked and kept ordering the food. I thought that was kind of uh-huh. yeah, For the most part, these commercials go way over my head. I'm not an AI guy. I'm not a robot guy. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, and as much yeah. as I like all the Bud Light ads, I, I wasn't into those yesterday. Those were sort of weird with the corn syrup and sort of instead of promoting their product, they were downing their other competitors, which is which is a little different. Yeah, the yeah. wind power. Uh, although I did like the uh, Game of Thrones tie-in. Yeah, that you know, was kind of neat. Cool. Dilly yeah. dilly and, and yeah. uh, you know, the big fight, and then uh, they're horrified, but the dragon comes out of nowhere. And, right. Uh, which was, that was cool. Uh, and people who follow Game of Thrones understand what that dragon means. Oh, sure, means. yeah. It's yeah. just, just uh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I thought like that, that was neat. I think yeah. a poignant one, honestly, was the Washington Post ad late in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, yeah. Where they mm-hmm. talked about the need for knowledge sure. and understanding and journalism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's re- really a compelling argument yeah. for the freedoms that yeah. we enjoy. And, so and Am- Amazon, certainly. Got ahead, John. a shout out for Atlanta's own Gladys Knight? She was phenomenal. She didn't need the pips with her. She was terrific. Yeah. yeah I didn't see the anthem. Was it good? I didn't see terrific. it either. I, I, was, I was coming home from Queens. I, my daughter had a uh, volleyball tournament, so... I was out in Queens and uh, got home mid first mid first quarter. Did you like a halftime show? I wasn't a fan. Uh, I'm not a big Maroon Five guy to begin with. Yeah, I I I like the band, but uh, you know it was it was all right. It got better as it went on. It started out a little flat, I thought. Even just the audio and everything was just. And Adam Levine didn't really. He he didn't sound very good. He didn't sound great, but it got better. I will say that. Yeah, his voice was. Of course, I don't scratchy. know if he had to take all his clothes off, but that's another well, story. Is, you know. so I think some of the women yeah, watching yeah, liked well, it. Hey, look, hey, Here's what hey, I listen, like. He's in great shape. Here's the outrage, right? Well, how come Janet Jackson got in trouble? And uh, So meanwhile, uh, it, it you're right. In one hand, if you want to take it to the point where we have to treat everybody equally, well, why did the wardrobe malfunction you know, cause so much of a kerfuffle and Adam yeah. Levine could take his – uh, shirt off and no one cared. So, I, you know, I get that. But I will tell you this. At the party I was at, the ladies took notice. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure they, I'm well, sure they did. Like you, Matt, I was yeah. watching, uh, checking out Twitter and, and the breast police were out. They said, <laughs> how come hers were a problem, but his were not? And it's, a good, pro- and it's a good question mm-hmm. in a general sense, yeah. but I'm not going to answer it on this show or at the halftime of the Super Bowl program. But, right. right? I, mean, I mean, chest is chest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing we, we were able to, uh, to understand, understand the is that uh, he likes tattoos. Obviously, they're all tatted yeah. up, right? But yeah. so does so do so many people these days, right? Yeah. True. True. Big Boy was pretty good. Yeah. You know, Travis Scott, I know how popular he is. Uh, my son Liam loves him, saw so him mm-hmm. at The Rock. Just an incredible show. Obviously, he didn't care that he was on 
uh, international TV because they had to bleep out some of his yeah. lyrics. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna back down for anybody. But at any rate, yeah. So let's move on to the Kristaps uh, Porzingis trade, and uh, you know, for me, the big thing here, and I, I really, you know, in all the talk, didn't hear enough about it. Is that the bottom line is this is the, the this is the post injury Porzingis. We don't know what's there. I, you know, when he was going to come back to the Knicks. You know, I was set to hold my breath every time he, he touched the ball. Because, listen, <laughs> listen, you, you don't know what the, how that knee's going to hold up. It's a, he, the man's seven foot three. You know, he's skinny as can be. Yes, he's, he looks like he's filling out a little bit. But who knows what you're going to get? And, you know, and, and listen, the Knicks were probably thinking the same thing. And, and you know, shot, and then whatever happened with how he got angry. And I guess we're going to hear all that. But, uh, um, I thought that the tra- I was not um, I was not that upset. But bottom line, it, about it resets the trade. their whole plan. Yeah. How could you not be upset? If I, you're a Knicks fan, the whole plan was based around this guy, the unicorn, one of the holdovers from Phil Jackson. You know, if you're going to look at anything that he did, that would be one of the moves, right? And we're going to have our high draft pick, which they still will, because they may lose every game between now and the end of the season. Um, and then we're going to get a free agent to come in. We got uh, Frankie uh, Nilakina. We got Knox. All of a sudden, we've got the makings of a team that compete. That's the plan. That's the plan. The plan changes. Who is he? What is he? What is he now? We don't even know. How many games did he miss? Oh, a I, season and a half? I, I, mean, I, I agree. Right. But that was the plan. And then suddenly mm-hmm. the plan is, nope, hold on. Now Let's Dallas take- can hold the breath. Dallas can hold their breath every time he touches the ball. Yeah, and you, you watch know, what well, happens we'll, we'll there. We'll see. We don't yeah, know. No, we don't, we don't know. know. Do, you, so, do you have any idea what the Knicks are going to do? Well, Why I mean, would any of well, the big stars come to New York? You tell me. Well, that's the problem. I mean, you know, Durant coming would probably be because Porzingis is there. I understand that. Well, no, they're saying but, now they've got to the two max contracts mm-hmm, they right. give out. So mm-hmm. they'll go. They, forget Porzingis. They're going to go for two big guys. Well, then I'd go back Amari to. Amari Stoudemire, remember. Yeah. They had all that you know money. Why they're gonna wanna, the big guys are going to want to come to New York to play with Luke Cornett. Come on. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, come on. Well, right? hey, look, they got Dennis Smith Jr., who they should have drafted in front of Nil Aquina. And what's what's going on with that, John? What, 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 how is he's that pick? He's not very good. He's <laughs> not very good. I mean, you just watch him play. I mean, sure, he's six foot five. He has no offensive skill whatsoever. They should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. all along. He should be a Nick right now already. So you can make that argument. But yeah. uh, but uh, of the mess that is the Knicks, I understand. But here, you know, I'm, I, we're talking about a guy who, well, I, we don't we don't know the whole story, whether he got upset because the Knicks were shopping him or before, if that's the case. But he didn't want to be in New York. So what, you know, that it's, it's part of the player, who told, too. Who told you that? Hmm? Steve Mills? What, what, they didn't want to be in New York? Steve Mills told you that? Yeah, well, that's the reports yeah. I'm hearing. But you From know, Steve from, Mills. Okay. So, yeah. So Steve Mills said he didn't want to be there. So we'll, we'll and, see. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, I'm know, just the saying, rest of the net, uh, Knicks front front court management. I'm just saying the whole idea, the unicorn, and all that is all coming from the guy before he was injured. Before he was injured, what do we have now, John? Tell me. Uh, what, well, what's Porzingis going to do? What's Porzingis going to do moving forward? Well, we don't know, right? We don't know, but but going back to what the Knicks have now, they have Frank Nealakina, who's a wasted. Lottery pick. Yeah. Kevin and I, Knox, I called I that when it happened. 
I didn't love Kevin Knox when he was at Kentucky for one year, and I'm completely not sold on Kevin Knox as, a, as an NBA guy right now. He, mm-hmm. He's not uh, he's not lighting the world on fire. Listen, this is all going to come down to how the ping-pong ball bounces. Did either of you guys, I know, Matt, you were probably working, uh, and Steve, you as well, have a chance to see Duke play St. John's on Saturday? Zion Williamson was otherworldly. He was unbelievable. Yes, he's he incredible. He not only be the number one pick, he could be, they're saying he could be the first billionaire with yeah. endorsements and with all of this stuff. He will undoubtedly be the number one pick. And like so he won't fit. Come new... and play with him. I yeah. think guys might want to come and uh, play the, with Absolutely. Him, so, so that's, that's plan B. The number one pick. So you, you, better, you better get the pick. So you get. That's it. So you get Zion. Well, they're absolutely horrible. So you're thinking that's probably very win the real, lottery. but you got to see yeah, the, ping the pong ghost balls, of Dave DeBusher might be there helping yeah. you along the way to get Patrick you get, Ewing. You get him, and, and then maybe a Durant does so come over. So it's an over. if plan again. Yeah, it's well, an if plan with the Knicks. If we exactly. can get, and that's the ping problem. They have no plan. The plan changes all the time, mm. yeah. all no, the right. time. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's and true. and and based at Steve on anything they've done in the past in the last twenty years, what makes you think they'll get this right? Well, hey, no, no, it's a mess. You know, and you you talk about it all the time, you know, from bad ownership and James Dolan. I mean, what's working at the Garden? Why? You know, I mean, the Rangers did have a spell. They, were like, they looked like they were going to break through, and that, that doesn't look so good right now. But the Knicks have been a mess for 20. And no, I understand. I'm just saying specifically this issue, and I'm going specifically to the injury. And I've heard, I haven't heard enough. I haven't heard enough people talking about what will Christoph Porzingis be now and beyond. We really don't know. And I was thinking about that because, you know, when he, when he came back to Knicks, I'm like, oh, man, we're just going to be holding our breath when he gets the ball to see how he develops. And, and like, you know, because he was got, he was out for a long time. He was, was a serious yeah, injury, and he's a big, big man. They have great careers. Look at Paul George had that gruesome thing. You never thought he'd ever Yeah, and, he, yeah, and he's, he's come back. True, the air. true. So I and think listen. they think that, I mean, he's going to be okay. He's like, what is he, 24 years old? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's seven foot three, and he doesn't he's have a, a lot of muscle tone. Yeah, but he's not a guy that really plays in the post all that much. He's more of a – he's the new – him and Doncic are going to be the new uh, Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. They have their European, you know, yeah, we, twosome for the next 12 or 15 years. Yeah. Well, how old is and Dirk? You know, you know how old is Dirk Nowitzki? How old is he? Oh, he's – he's retiring. He, he, yeah, he's done. Yeah. He's uh, done now. You yeah. know, I watched the. Uh, I actually watched the Knicks game yesterday. Tell me what a what a loser I am. I'm sitting around watching the Knicks and the new players, and and this is completely personal. You want to hear what they did yesterday? They showed four highlights from Porzingis' three and a half seasons with the Knicks. You know what three of the four highlights were? One of them was that he skipped his exit meeting with Phil Jackson. Another one they highlighted was how he tore his ACL, and the other one was that he only played in 186 of the 296 career games he was with the Knicks. How about that for personal? Mm. Yeah, well, well, two uh, shots, right? Yeah, and, you, and, and that game was MSG? That game was MSG, yeah, that was them. That was their so there we go. TV network. The news came right, was, from, right, from and, the, right from the Politburo. And speaking— Absolutely. Speaking now, of, but all that is true, and to your point, Steve, we don't know what yeah, Porzingis would bring, and he, and he was hurt and has been hurt. We get all that, but they sold the BS. They sold the plan, and then in May, in the middle of this plan, they say, well, there's another plan. There is no plan. Mm-hmm. There is no plan. 
There is no plan. Plan is to get in the number one pick and then draw a a max contract or two uh, from a a, a big star out there. And obviously, Kevin Durant. And their money hasn't brought Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are the big big prizes. Uh, And why would they they come to New York? Well, maybe if they come together, maybe if Zion's there. I mean, it's got to be a perfect storm. I get it. It's all got to come together. It's if and hope again for the Knicks. If and hope. And then they'll have to give that money out because the CBA says you have to give out, you know what, I think it's half, half of the revenue. So somebody's got to make a lot of money. The Knicks are going to give that money to somebody like they gave $18 a year to Hardaway. Somebody's going to make that money. Now, they got rid of him. I get it. But... This, uh, Remember when whatever. the Celtics got Garnett and Pierce? I mean, it just kind of was, it just worked, you know, and it was a good time for them to get them at a time in the NBA when they actually, you know, and they got some championships out of that. So I don't know, man. It, it's, it's, it, um, it, it's, hey, if uh, it happens, uh, God bless. If yeah. it happens, I will look back and say, you know what? Um, Scott Perry, Steve Mills, Jim Dolan, they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see it coming. I don't know. And how about Dolan having a lot of belief in Mills saying, hey, do what you do, what you feel you got to do. And that was that. Did you guys read? uh, I thought Mike Vaccaro put it beautifully in the post the day after it happened. The headline of his article was the only way the Knicks don't look like total idiots uh, after this trade is. And then fast forward to the article is that on I think it's July 5th or 7th, right after the July 4th weekend is that first day of free agency, whether the Knicks are having a huge press conference and seated in the front row are uh, Mr. Durant and Mr. Irving or Mr. Leonard or a couple of guys like that. It's completely true now. This is all going to come down to whether they can fill some seats in, in that big press conference with some big guys because if that doesn't happen, then Katie bar the door. I mean, if they're just bringing in, you know, uh, Plan B guys, then then the fan base will really have had it. And that's been the history at the Garden. The Plan B guys. Oh yeah, I mean, they had Mello, and that was a trade. I know it was a signing, but they had Mello, um, and then they extended him. And how did that work out? Like yeah. they they there's consistent. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers this year have fired their coach and. More recently, they fired their general manager. And the CEO, I think that's his title. He, he runs he runs the team. I don't know if it's exactly CEO. But anyway, Bob Nicholson is his name. Great history in hockey. By the way, played for Lou Lamorello at Providence. Mm-hmm. Ran Hockey Canada as that became uh, prominent once again, as that country became prominent on the international stage, winning gold medals in the Olympics, et cetera. He now runs things in Edmonton. And when he fired... The GM, when he fired Peter Shirelli uh, a short while ago, he said there's something in the water in Edmonton. Because for all these years, they've been mm-hmm. bad, getting high picks, not able to do anything with it, mm-hmm. trading a lot of those picks away and not getting much in a return. Uh, and so he said, it's my job to figure it out. There's something yeah. in the water at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not defending. I'm not saying but that that's not right, the case. If they're right, I will. You know, I will. Uh, I will say absolutely. I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. You'll tip your hat. Yeah, absolutely. And, because and then we'll the plan will finally at least have a chance. Well, let to me work. ask you this: If if Porzingis goes on as just a superstar for fifteen years, will that is that that won't wouldn't surprise you? I don't know if it would surprise me. It doesn't matter in yeah. at, in this point. At this point, it doesn't matter what he will do. It's what mm-hmm. the Knicks will do. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. a plan. It was going to involve Porzingis. Now that plan's out. We got a new plan. Yeah. If yeah. the new plan works, 
Yeah. All and power listen, to them. We know and, then, and Porzingis could go on, as John said. They could be, you know, the the two stars down there, um, Doncic and 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 Porzingis can be the two stars. Uh, and Dallas could be a prominent team for 15 years. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. As long as it works out for the Knicks, then you go. Well, that that that's yeah. fine. Both and you're benefit. right in terms of there's a lot of in this this new plan is a lot of wishful thinking, a lot of things falling into place. Right? I mean, that's where it is now. So if ifs and, and we'll, buts were candy, it'd yeah. be Christmas every day. <laughs> yeah. right? And we'll the thing it. is, yep. you had some hope, and I'm not a Knicks fan, but you had some hope if you were a Knicks fan that they finally were staying the course, had a plan in place, weren't going to make a, a knee jerk reaction. I'm not suggesting this was a knee jerk reaction, but what happened with the plan? Mm. Yeah. Well, let me oh. ask you, Matt. And that's and the problem do, with the Knicks. Do you guys think that this came together as I, as I sort of chronicled in that Twitter timeline in like an hour or 15 minutes? It almost looked like it came together within minutes. They had that meeting. He said, I'm not into it. I don't want to be here. And oh, by the way, Dallas just happened to be in town to play them the night before. Or do you think that they had been doing this behind the scenes for a couple of weeks and sort of laying the groundwork with other teams and uh, and they just liked what Dallas offered more than anybody else. I think that's going to come out. I think the word is is that they they were in fact uh, uh, chopping them around. So uh, and then he got word of it. I mean, well, I guess we're going to find out about, about yeah. that. I mean, yeah. all all GMs work the phones. There's constant communication with other GMs. And hey, what would it take for us to get this guy? And uh, what what would it take for uh, for us to get your guy? So I, I don't know if it came about in such a short period of time. I think they came to the decision quickly and decided to move on it. And why they did with still time left before the trade deadline is beyond me. Now, I'll say this, and we've gone on way too long. I don't know if Chris Stapp's Porzingis is a good guy. I don't know. You know, he wears those fancy suits, but he did his own thing with workouts. You know, he... He wasn't really part of the program. You know, he marched to his own drummer. Um, The Knicks had to go to see him all the time. He wasn't willing to meet with the new guys, right? That's unconscionable. Yeah. Uh, So Nothing like a trip out to Latvia. Where is Latvia, right? Am I right? David Fisdale had to fly out to see him and kiss his ring. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I, I get that he may not be the greatest guy in the world and, and, it might be the right move, but on the face of it, uh, I don't get it. On the face of it, I don't get it. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one, and we'll uh, we'll see how it all works out. But a lot of things have to fall in place for the Knicks, and that'll do it for this week's podcast. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. We don't just do podcasts. We have a blog. We uh, write articles. Uh, the uh, one-minute piece has been flying lately, guys. What's going on? We, we have a lot of... Uh, a lot of people checking in our, on our daily brief, which is which is Love fantastic. It's yeah, bri- it's brilliant. You want to know? It's brilliant commentary by brilliant. John and me. No, no question about it. Our daily so, briefs have been phenomenal. Uh, I got to get off my butt and start moving on the uh, the one minute piece as well. So that's doing well. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram as well, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye bye.